from the Thinking Out Loud studios, it's the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle, the podcast that exists to help you navigate the culture of today from a biblical perspective and to help you grow in your relationship with God. God has commissioned and called you to be a light in this culture. The only way you can do that is to know the truth. No matter what circumstance you're facing, no matter what season of life that you're in, if you truly want to find success in that season, you are going to have to go back to the simple question of what does God say about me in this moment? There's no shortage of information in this culture, but there is a shortage of truth. Welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud podcast. My name is Kevin Wilson. And I am Kyle, and we are excited to have you on today. Yes, absolutely, we are. And so we're going to talk about some heavy topics today, some controversial things. And you know how we do it. Every time we want to talk about something crazy controversial, we get into... We're talking about something controversial? Right. (laughs) Us? Oh, no. not us. Well, we're <laughs> we're uh, we always try to start the show off on kind of a lighthearted note, and so, um, so I came across this article about a week ago or so, and I shared it with Kyle because it was just I just I couldn't believe what I was reading, what I saw. So basically, and you guys, you know, chime in, you know, on social media or something, if this is you, because, man, this is crazy. So they did a study, and it looks like Hammond's Furniture did a study. They spoke to about 2,000 people and about their laundry habits, of all things, their laundry habits, okay? And they found out that a ton of people, they only wash their bed sheets once a year once a year y'all are nasty y'all are gross y'all are nasty you should be ashamed of yourselves a hundred percent dude listen i'm just gonna go i'm gonna go off on this just for a second oh i was wondering why like how something like bed bugs could spread like remember when we were having that problem yeah like especially in the metro detroit area and and i'm like who like how like like, I would notice if I... Well, now I know. If y'all aren't checking your bed sheets in over a year, well, there's more than bed bugs that are living in those things. <laughs> right? I mean, one in three, it says only wash the bed sheets once a year, despite the fact that doing so can lead to dust mites, bed bugs, as well as fungal infections and skin irritation. <laughs> I wonder if some people don't even realize they have fungal infections going on. Right. <laughs> like, you gotta know, man. You gotta know. Oh, my goodness. Like, and so this, this same article said dirty bed sheets aren't our only bad habit. In fact, in addition, 36% of Brits only wash blankets once a year, and 18% admit their jeans only get one yearly wash too. Now, so, okay. <laughs> one, your blanket only being washed once a year is crazy. Now, I, I, here, here's, here's what I think part of the problem is about the blanket. Usually people have comforters on their bed or whatever, and they're huge, especially if you have like a king bed. Most people don't have a washer that has the capacity that can hold a giant blanket like that. So a lot of people go to the laundry mat to do that. Okay. 
Now, we've done that in the past because our washer is just not that. It's not. I mean, it's a regular washer. It's not like a super capacity washer. And so if. Don't be giving these people excuses, man. Listen. Don't be doing that. Okay. You have a responsibility. (laughs) Hey, that's weird. I mean, don't get me wrong, man. That is that is sick. That's just nasty. Right. So. Look, you should be washing your, I don't care what it is, a blanket. I don't care if you have to go to the laundry mat, whatever you have to do, you should be doing it. But the only thing that I could possibly think of, if people are just lazy and they're just like, you know, I'm not going to the laundry mat, you know, every two weeks or even once a month or whatever the case may be, because lives are busy and they're just like, you know what? I mean, I don't really sleep, you know, it lays on top of me. I don't lay on top of it. So how could it be that dirty? But that's, you know, I'm just saying, I'm man, I'm pulling for straws here, dude. I have no idea what people are thinking. Like I'm not even as concerned about, I get like, if it's like a throw blanket, like on yeah. a couch, Yeah, I could see, I could see like not washing it as much. I still can't see washing it only one time a year. When you throw a blanket on you, you get a woof, okay? If you're smelling something other than nice, the thing needs to be washed. Like, just, like think about, think about, like, for my family, like, we, we probably wash our comforter, our comforter, which is our blanket, but our bed sheets at least once a month, if not more. Yeah. Like, you just, I think as a human being, you know, you lay in something and you're like, oof, this needs to be washed. It just feels different. It don't feel... Especially, like, think about how many times you get sick a year. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, how many times you get, you go to bed sweaty? I don't go to bed sweaty, but I'm a yeah. particular person. So, but people do, like, yeah, they just shower in the morning. Like, they come, uh, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, who does this? Like, who does, who wash their jeans only once a year? Now, hold on. Okay. Hold on about the jean thing. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm t- if we took a poll, I'm telling you right now, if we took a poll in our audience of how many people actually watch their gene, and I mean people who care about clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because there's a, there's a big difference between people who just like, oh, I throw on a pair of jeans just, you know, to get, you know, just to have something on. <laughs> so I'm not r- running around naked. Um, and other people who actually care about the jeans that they're wearing and all that kind of stuff like me. So he- here's the thing. I think I, I, I could be wrong on this. So please, guys, just, you know, you just have to Google it. But one of the gene makers came out, the president, I think it was either a Levi or something like that. And he said himself, he only wash, he never washes his jeans. And that the jeans that he had on when he was, when he actually said this, he goes, I haven't washed, I've had these for like a year and I haven't washed them. So here's the thing about the gene thing, okay? And look, and just and if you're not a gene guy or you don't, you know, you're not big in the the clothes or whatever, you have to understand something. Jeans, like you always want your jeans. I'm a dark jean guy. I love dark jeans with gold stitching. That's me all day. Okay. So I will go and pay extra money to get like really nice jeans. Okay. Now, People would say, well, but if you get really nice jeans, people that don't understand, if you get really nice jeans, well, then it sh- they shouldn't, all the color shouldn't come out of them. I will tell you right now, you could pay $200 for a pair of jeans and they're going to fade. Like there yeah. is no such thing as your jeans are not going to fade. Yeah. So instead of you, like if you wash your jeans after every use, there is no way 
that your jeans are going to last more than maybe three to four months. If that, well, and that's and that's true because a lot of my jeans rip in like the crotch area, you know, and it's because I'm fading them. I'm washing them every two or three wears. So yep. not only am I wearing them down when I wear them, but then I'm washing them and drying them. I get what you're saying. I gotta ask you a serious question here. Oh Lord, you're investing into what you bought. Okay, so you're trying to l- let it last a little longer. At what price? At what price are you choosing not to wash those jeans? Let me ask you this question. <laughs> you may be thrown off. Kevin, have you ever pooted in your jeans? Pooted in my jeans? Yeah. Let's have you let a little fluff, fluff bunny go? A little. Yeah, of course. But. I rest my case. Well, hold on. <laughs> I rest my case. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They, are, they ain't all <laughs> listen man listen 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 it, it, here's my thing if if right now you say you you throw in a pair of 150 dollar jeans 100 dollar jeans whatever i'm, I'm in yeah. you know okay you were getting ready to walk on stage and do a talk all right you 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 just got to church you're going on stage in 20 minutes you go do a talk all right once that talk is over, you greet a few people after the service and you just decide you leave and you go home. Okay. What possibly have you done in those jeans that you need to put those jeans in the wash right away when you get home or the next day? Like you're not rolling no, around in dirt. Nothing. That's why I say like two or three wears. Right. You know, but, but, but not at all. Like you're not going to wash them at all. Well, yeah, I so just full disclosure, I wash my jeans, guys. I just want you to understand that. Now, I don't wash them like I I don't I don't even know if I've kept up with like when I wash them or when I don't wash them. I just know that I don't wash them after every wear because why like no, and, I, and, and I'm joking with you. I like listen, I I literally just told my I went through my second pair of ripped jeans in the same spot. Yep. And was like, it's because I'm washing them so much. Because I, I could even see the color fading out of them. Yeah. And I'm, and then they, they fit differently, too, and all that. So I just thought it was funny. I thought. It was- <laughs> hey, I look, I just I'm I'm just big on like if you pay for something, especially like jeans. I mean, it's like, again, I'm not wearing overalls. Different material. Yeah, I'm not I'm not in overalls working on a farm rolling in pig slop. Like, I'm not the prodigal son. Like, I'm not any of that. Like, I'm just, I'm a guy who I, I work an office job. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. you know, and I think most people, it's just like, okay, you know, I'm not rolling around in mud. So why would I wash them? So, but I'm not saying, I mean, some of this stuff that we're reading in this article is crazy. And then, but listen to this. Luckily, this article says our underwear washing habits fare better. A total of 80% of us. <laughs> Uh, would give their underwear a wash after each wear. 80%. That needs to be a minimum of 100%. (laughs) There cannot be anything under 100% of people saying, I wore my underwear today, I'm going to wash it before I wear it next time. (laughs) What? What? 80%, only 80%, man. So 20% of people out there are, 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 man, they're, uh, yeah. They're, they're stinking up the place. Like, it's... 
So I don't know. What, how do you do that? You take a shower and then you put the dirty underwear back on? Like, I don't understand how that I works. Don't know. Listen, I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know at all. But it explains a lot for certain people. I'm just going to just throw that out there. <laughs> so it says, and the la- this is the last thing we're going to say on this. Interestingly, it says the survey also revealed that millennials are the cleanest generation with 17% washing washing clothing after each wear. Meanwhile, those over 65 have the lowest percentage of one-use washers at 13%. So this whole bad rap that millennials get, like they're just, you know, entitled and they don't want, you know, they're lazy, don't want to do anything. They just want to get, a, you know, all the stuff that they say about millennials. Well, at least they wash and they draws. At least we do our laundry. <laughs> right. <That's it. laughs> oh, my. Well, well, listen, since we are in my in my typical youth pastor way, I'm going to segue this. Yes. You ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready. Since we are talking about cleanliness, mm. let, let's talk about cleansing some of these uh, topics uh, over the last course, over, over the last year at least yeah. with the, the debate, the presidential race, uh, the election. Mm. There's a lot that's going on, yeah. and there's a lot that's happened. And just recently, January 6th was a day that is going to live in history for sure. Mm. And we saw the Capitol building was stormed. We saw that it would it started with protests. And as we have seen just in 2019, 2020, and now in 2021, protests don't they start peaceful, but they they have just never seemed to end peaceful, and uh, and so we see, we saw a little bit of a riot, and so we're going to discuss a divided nation today, and we are going to discuss uh, some topics that we have just so easily become divided on as people, and we're going to vet through this, and so hopefully when we're done talking about these topics, there could be some cleanliness in our thinking and in our response. And just in our education around the entire thing, we get it. We know that not a single media source on either side has given us a fair shot at figuring out information. We understand that leaders on each side at this point have just done a very bad job at shepherding their role in leading the American people. And so it's up to us 100% to act in a way that we ought to act as Americans and find a way to come together. And not be divided, even when we don't agree. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, I, 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 you know, you look at everything that's going on, and like Kyle said, you know, leadership has not given us a clear path or clarity on what's happening and what's going on. And there's just there's so many voices out there. I mean, I, I love the fact mm. that we have so many outlets for information, but it's also it's like a double edged sword. Like, yeah. you, you know, there's just too much information and, you know, it's, it's just, it's crazy right now. And I'm just like every, you know, I'm just like everyone else in, 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 you know, God aside. Okay. Let, you know, my, my Christian values and all that stuff aside, just me, Kevin, the, the man, Kevin, I'm like everybody else. Like I get angry. I get frustrated. I get sidetracked. I get all kinds of things, right? Like, it's it bring the stuff that's happening right now brings up so many different emotions. I don't care yeah. how good you try to take it in stride. Like it's just 
it's chaotic. The world is in chaos, yeah. um, you know, and, you know, we're America and we should be the ones that are leading the the world in civility, in law and order. And, you know, they should be looking at us saying, you know, if this if, if something happens in our country, like what should we do? But instead, we're turning on each other. Yep. And and that's what divides a nation. And eventually that's what causes a nation to crumble because, you know, it's infighting. It's it's dividing against itself. And, you know, we know that that type of thing continuing, it's inevitable. There won't yeah. be a United States if we keep allowing these things to happen. So, you know, it's a, it's, I think, so our goal today is to, I mean, let, we're not going to sugarcoat it and we're not going to sidestep the things that have happened. We're actually going to go through some of those things, you know, yeah. but how should we as Christians, I mean, that's the whole point of this show. How do yep. we as Christians navigate the culture? Right. And it's, and it, and I feel like it's plain, it's in black and white. I don't feel like there's all this. Sometimes I feel like we, we make it like super hard it's not hard like it's it's you know it's right before us we have a we the bible is a great guide we have the holy spirit that guides us and leads us as what the bible says into all truth no matter what's going on in the world right so we have a way to navigate through this stuff so some of the stuff that is just happening and and really divided us was first really uh, earlier on in the in 2020 was the pandemic Right. We we had a pandemic that happened that no one expected. No one knew how to handle it. The doctors didn't even know. They're like, this is a new virus. We're still trying to figure it out. Enter politics and religion, because that's just, you know, that (laughs) like we didn't have enough going on. Enter politics and religion. So it's kind of like the garlic salt of seasoning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got that soup, you got that sauce, you got that meat that's on the stove, on the grill, and you're like, mmm, it's just about right. And you're like, ah, sprinkle some garlic and salt on there. (laughs) Perfect. Right. And it seems like in any situation, like the pandemic was good enough. Like it was worse enough. Mm -hmm. And then we go ahead and sprinkle religion and politics right in the mix. Yeah. So it turned into, you know, pro you so you had people divided on both sides right so you had the people who were pro mask people who are saying you know what you should be wearing a mask everywhere anytime doesn't matter love your neighbor then you had other people who said that um the you know the mask was the mark of the beast and that you know we're we're being we're being sheep and you know i mean just i mean completely divided right right And then, you know, you had other people saying this whole thing was a conspiracy, you know, even though people were were dying that would have never ordinarily died from the flu, all kinds of things like that. And don't get me wrong. Do I think that that sometimes there are things behind these things? Sure. I mean, I don't think we should be fools to think that there, even if it didn't start off as a conspiracy, a lot of times big business politicians, they capitalize on these type of things to get their agendas passed and, and get their agendas across. So that's how they've gotten there. That's, that's, that's how they get to where they get. Exactly. You know, when the world hands you blank, you make blank, you know, you fill it in. Right. But that's, that shouldn't shock us. But at the root of what we're experiencing it, the authenticity of it is there, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just feel like we have done 
a very good job as people to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. When we're when we're nervous about something or we're unsure about something, we go to the extreme. We use what was authentic and then we twist it into our reality, into our truth, which is very opposite of what we as Christians even believe. Yeah. Uh, we don't we don't believe there's an our truth type of thing. There's truth. Okay? Right. Yep. But w- with the thing like the pandemic and what I've seen in my Christian life and those around me and just on a, on a social media platform in the Christian realm is we've taken something like this and we've twisted our truth into it because we believe so deeply and so hard about something. Yeah. It's not wrong to believe deeply or hard and it's not wrong to try to get truth out. And we should, that's our obligation. However, it is wrong to twist it. It is wrong to develop your own theology on it. It is wrong to develop your own ideas on it. Like, and I feel like we've done that with the masks. I feel like we've done that with the pandemic itself. We have not shown validation where validation needs to be. And because of that, anything that we have to say out of truth now has not been heard out of love. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think you said it on another show, Kyle, but, you know, you were saying it, you know, when we attack people, you know, in in certain ways, and then we turn around and say, hey, you know, uh, I want to tell this person about Christ. Well, we've attacked them so much as a Christian. Why in the world would they want to listen to us? Right. When when now we're trying to share Christ with them, how about he's about love and all of this other type of stuff when we've been nothing but, even though we don't mean it that way sometimes, but hateful, um, you know, because it's, you know, we feel like my truth, as you said, my truth is the one that's important when really there's no such thing, like you said, as my truth. There is the truth. That we all, yep. and again, that that's what's supposed to bring us together. It's that's the that's the whole point. We're supposed right. to be focused on the truth, not our truth or a truth. Because once we do that, well, of course, we're all going to be divided because everybody's going to have their own truth, and that's right. not what we want. We want to follow the truth, right? And I understand that you know some people say, well, but. The truth is the word of God. And how are we going to learn how, you know, what, how does that show up in my everyday life? Well, you know, everything in the Bible is covered in, if it's not, if it's not explicitly covered in the sense that for face value it's covered in principle, yep. you know, so it, you know, wearing the mask, for instance, right? Love your neighbor. Like what? I don't know what else to tell you. If you have a virus that if you cough or sneeze, it could possibly get the person next to you sick, throw on a mask. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. But the reason, and, and so let me, let me just pause. I don't mean to cut you off. Yep. But where we've seen it be taken to where like even Christian people don't want to hear that. Yep. Because at first I didn't want to hear that. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Yep. Because I was like, whoa, what about my freedom? What about my rights? You can't tell me to wear a mask. That phrase isn't saying that. That phrase is saying, you have every right to say, I don't want to wear a mask. Right. What it's saying is, is out of love, you're going to respect those around you. And so when you get around somebody, you throw it on for that 30 seconds. You throw it on for those couple minutes because you're just showing that you see them as a human being as well. Right. And you're respecting them. We're not saying that, that the verse isn't saying that because you are being forced to do something, you should do it. No. No, you don't have to wear your mask 100 percent of the time. What it's saying is, is there is a pandemic going on. There is a virus that's out there, and you don't know whether or not you're carrying it. And so, out of respect for the elderly, 
out of respect for those who have an immune issue, you should probably say, hey, I respect you enough. I love you enough to get out of my own way, to get out of my self-centeredness and just say, you know what? I'm going to love you in this way. I'm going to put this mask on, even though I don't agree. Right. And there's no, har- there's no harm in doing that. The harm is, is not doing it and then re- disrespecting them and then saying, oh, but I have this message about Jesus. I right. have this message about the one who loves you. Well, if you're not loving, why do they care about the one you know who loves? Right. Right. So, and that's what I kind of made the example. I think about like abortion clinics. I'm not against standing out in front of abortion clinics and protesting. I'm not against that. But as a pastor, if I'm out there with a picket sign and I'm, you know, and I'm making it super uncomfortable for someone that's going there. Mm -hmm. And then that person comes to our church on a Sunday and they want healing from the decision they made and they want to find their way to Jesus. I'm going to be the last person. Yeah. They admit that too. Yeah. And so just just understanding your role in society helps you understand the different ways you can love in truth and the different ways you just can't. Right. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's not about uh like as Christians, it's different. Right? If if yeah. if, if if you were a person that wasn't a Christian, you didn't, you know, follow the Bible, God wasn't your 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 chief example, I get it. Take your mask off, right. don't care. Like just don't care, right? But when you have someone like, you know, the, like God, that's your, your example, there is nowhere in scripture where, where we would see that somebody would do something that could be harmful to their fellow man that looked at the government instead and said, well, you know, I like they're taking my rights away. So I'm not going to do it. Even though I know it's going to hurt you, I'm not going to do it. I mean, it doesn't make biblical sense. It makes political sense. Sure. It does. It does. It, it makes it does. tons of political sense. And they're not wrong. And, and, I, and I think we're not wrong as people to, to go to the Constitution and say, here's my right. Correct. We're yes. Not, we're, not, we're not saying that. And that's no. why we're saying those who don't live according to God's word, I get it. Yep. But what I don't understand is those who allow themselves to live by God's word every other scenario in their life unless unless it's a constitutional thing and then all of a sudden the constitution becomes their bible right you know what i'm saying and so uh, listen i get it i I understand there's got to be a balance constitutionally and biblically but i just think that we can allow the word of god to guide us through some constitutional turmoil to like kevin's gonna allude to but to be called to live higher yeah Higher yep. than the Constitution, higher than the governing officials, higher than the regular layperson in the world, higher as as far as being a standard of who Jesus is. Yeah. Um, all throughout the Bible, Jesus confronted government. Like, yeah. like we're not we're not saying you've got to bow down to the Constitution, and nor am I saying that the Constitution should run your life. But I'm also not saying you should neglect the Constitution either. Don't Absolutely. don't don't get it twisted. There just needs to be that time in your life where you're saying, okay, the Word of God is going to supersede any other word that I follow. Yeah. And as a Christian, that should be the expectation. Right. Right. So I just I just think in a time of fear and panic. I think a lot of us are going to go back after this and we're going to we're going to check our heart because in the time of fear and panic what came out of our heart was more constitutional than it was biblical. It was more antagonist type of way. It was it was just I'm just going to say it, it was evil. A lot of the conversations that were being had, a lot of the comments that were being made, I think we'll look back on this and we'll say, "Okay, I need to check myself spiritually." 
I need to check my heart because the fruit that came out was rotten at certain times. And even though I felt justified because the law justified it, I'm not so sure God's word justified my action in it. Right. And I, I think we have to ask ourselves and be honest with ourselves and say, during the whole year of 2020, during the pandemic and all the things and social unrest that happened, ask yourself, what did you do to advance the kingdom of God? Like exactly. when you look at your Facebook posts, your, your, you know, your talks with your family, your neighbors, your friends, all of that, what did you say that advanced the kingdom of God? Not, not your political party. Mm-hmm. Not like, well, but my political party is leans more Christian. Well, I, I'm, I'm a voter and I feel like my political party that I vote for leans more to, towards Christians as well. But that like at the end of the day, that's not what matters most. What matters most is advancing the kingdom of God. And I'll tell you right now, the kingdom of God doesn't it has nothing to do with the kingdoms of this world. You know, when, right. when, when Jesus came, you know, and he came riding into the city. They were thinking, oh, man, our king is here. He's going to save us from the Romans. And and Jesus put them in check quickly and said, look, my kingdom is not of this world. I'm not here to save you from them. Like, I am here for you to understand the father that point you back to the father, because at the end of the day, he's the one who who rules and reigns. And so you guys have to understand that, you know, I get the political, uh, you know, back and forth. Like, I, I get it. And if we stay on that level, then yeah, like I'm, I'm going to promote my side and I'm going to tell you why I'm right and I'm going to whatever, but, but I'm a Christian first. So if I'm a Christian first, then I'm going to, I'm going to take the high road and we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Yeah. If I'm Christian first, I don't make fun of Trump's orange skin. If I'm Christian first, I don't make fun of Biden's memory issue. If I'm Christian first, I don't bash the other side. Yes. While trying to uplift my side. That was never the case. Yes. Never the case. Jesus had some choice words for some choice leaders that were coming specifically against the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like Coming specifically against the eternity of mankind. But I don't think I'll ever see a time where in the form of trying to build his kingdom, he didn't love and he didn't serve. Right. He didn't serve the ones that he served the ones that didn't even deserve to be served. That's right. In that matter. So I don't think I would see a a Facebook post from Jesus saying something about how we need to be more Christian and then followed up with a post about Trump's orange skin or followed up with a post about the way Pelosi looks or Biden acts, you know? Yeah. And so I just think that we've lost our touch as Christians and it happens because of emotions, but we need to vet this out today. And if you're listening, hopefully you check yourself. That's all. Yeah. And I mean, Jesus, you know, when, when the uh, Pharisees and, and those tried to trip him up, even with paying taxes, you know, he corrected them and he's, he, and you know, Jesus knew what was going on. Right. And he said, render unto Caesar, what's Caesar's and render unto God. What's God's like, we're like, you're not going to get me caught up in this political drama about whether you should pay your taxes or not. If that that's the law, do, do what, do, you know, do what the law says, pay your taxes. That is the right thing to do. You're actually showing Jesus when you do that. Now, whether you agree with how taxes are collected or right. how, you know, how we need tax reform. That's a totally separate issue. 
But today, this is the law. This is how it should be. Pay your taxes, right? So Jesus always took it higher. And I feel exactly. like, and I feel like as Christians right now, we're on this low bar. Our bar is just set way too low. And we yeah. are now, you know, with the bottom feeders and throwing darts back and forth across the street based on, you know, agendas and political sides and all of this kind of stuff that really at the end of the day doesn't matter because whatever's going to happen is going to happen. God is is in control and he's behind the scenes and he knows everything that's going to happen. And the and the devil can't do anything that God does not allow. You know, and I'm not saying that we don't have something to do with that because I I, I know a lot of people are might be saying, but Kevin, what about us going and and demanding our rights? And Kevin, what about and we'll talk about that, but but the overarching issue here is being a Christian first. So another one of the things that divided us as Christians was racial injustice. Um, yeah. And let me say this on all of these points. The reason why I'm even saying this, because I fall in the same trap. I get angry. I'm telling you, I get so angry when I see certain things on, on Facebook or whatever. And it, yes, I have lashed out or I have, I try not to be unkind. I try to make sure that what I'm saying is actually true, but I've done the same thing where I've lashed out or I've said, you know, and God is, you know, he's working on me with this stuff too. So I'm not trying to say I'm perfect by any stretch of the imagination. What I'm saying is we need to start thinking more kingdom minded instead of earthly minded. Like we're losing our, and we're, we, you have to understand, we're going to lose our effectiveness if we're not salt and light, right? We're, you know, if once we become like the world, we're done. Like that's it. And it don't, it, you know, you say, well, but, but I don't wear, you know, I don't, you know, we think it's some other stuff that, oh, well, I don't do that. I don't cuss and I don't blah, blah, blah. That, okay, great. You don't do that. All right. But now, but look, but, but look what we're doing politically. We're losing our witness. And so I think that's important. But anyways, racial justice was another thing. And it divided a nation. Um, yep. Again, we have a, a, you know, a real racial you know, issues and things that were, were happening. Well, enter politics and religion. And, you know, it became, you know, well, we need to stand up for blacks. And, you know, the other side said, well, it's not that bad. Blacks are being too sensitive, whatever the case may be. Like it was just both sides, right? Was just going at each other. And some Christian blacks felt like that they weren't being heard. And really the thing came up is, is race still alive and well in America? Like, is it alive and well? You had some people on, on, on one side that said, you know what? Race is, I mean, look how far we've come. But then we had other people on the other side saying, but look how far we still have to go. <laughs> like, you know, a black guy is being shot or a black person, I should say, is being shot like, I don't know, once a week at this point. Like, I mean, it was like, it seemed like every single month there was two or three people that were being shot and killed or whatever the case may be. And we were divided, you know, as a nation. Why? 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 Why as Christian were we divided, Right. Why, why is it that, and I, I'll tell you right now, you know, my thoughts on some of this stuff has evolved even since this has happened. The way I thought originally when all this stuff started and the way I think now is not completely different, but some aspects 
of it is different. You know, because I was one of the people on the side that said, you know, if somebody put up Black Lives Matter, I would, I would, you know, I would put up, well, all lives matter. As if, as if they weren't saying that. And, and I had to learn that when, when everyone put, just because somebody puts up Black Lives Matter, it does not mean that they agree with riots and looting and Antifa and, and all the bad stuff, right? They're just basically saying, look, Black Lives Matter too. Right. Like like we like let's 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 put a spotlight on this because they're the ones that it's perceived that they're the ones that are being targeted right now. Right. So and I'm not saying I, I look, I don't agree with everything. You know, um, I think there's a lot to be said here. And I think, you know, I still want to flush this out, I think, on another show at some point and do a panel of people uh, on this topic. But I, I think this was another place that divided us. And it shouldn't like. We should not be divided on race in the church. Nope. Like, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, there should not be this, this, this division there. And it's what you're going to see in these topics is it's a trend of these topics are separate topics. But this last year and a half uh, has done a great job at meshing them all together into one big division topic. Yep. From a pandemic to racial injustice to we're going to get into the election and then it, all of them are just mixed into one big pot now as left versus right. Right. Yep. If you're a Democrat, you like black people. If you're a Republican, you don't like black people. I mean, guys, like if the world wants to say that, great. What is the church saying? What are we doing? Why? Like, why are we even? What is what's what's happening, right? Like, let's be educated. Let's understand what's really happening, so that we can heal in whatever area it is, right? Like, like we we can't heal unless we come together and come to some. Like, there has to be a central truth that we believe. There has to be, and yeah. or else we will not heal. It'll just be my side versus your side, right? And so that's important. Another thing that happened was a rigged election. What people felt. That the election was rigged. Man, has that been a total. I mean, everything that we're seeing in the last few weeks has been based on people feeling like the election was rigged or people who feel like the election wasn't rigged at all. And that people who do feel like the election was rigged are just a bunch of whiny babies who, you know, they their their guy didn't win. So they're going to just do put up as much think about it as they possibly can. And again, as Christians, what do we do? Like, what, 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 what do we do? If, 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 you know, if our guy doesn't win, what do we do? Right. Do, do, you know, like, and, and, and there is debate on what should or should not happen. And I just feel like, you know, again, nothing happens outside of the will of God. Like nothing. So why is it that Christians are just as feel just as hopeless, just as chaotic? Why does my thread of social media look just like the world's thread in social media that have no hope? We're supposed to be the lights. We're supposed yep. to be the ones that's showing hope to a chaotic world, but instead we're the ones that's caught up in it. And part of the problem literally is Christians. Yep. Like, when did that happen? Right? Like, and 
And so I think we have to be, guys, we, we have to be cognizant of who we are. And I understand there's people screaming probably at their, <laughs> you know, at their AirPods right now and saying, man, Kevin, you just think we should just lay down and take it? Do, do you not have a backbone to stand up against injustice? Do you not? Hey, I told you in the beginning of this, I'm a human being. You don't think that I'm angry? You don't think that I have emotional baggage from all of this? I sure do. But at the end of the day, Kevin Wilson is a Christian, a follower of Christ. My allegiance is to him. My my trust and my hope is not in a political party. Like I can't bring hope to my neighbor who is in chaos if I'm in chaos. Or if he's in chaos about my side and I, all I do is try to tell him how, how horrible he is because he doesn't see it the way I see it. That may be true. That may be true that he is not seeing some things that he should be seeing. But the first thing that he needs is Jesus. So if he is not a Christian, he needs to be saved first before he needs to come to my political side of the aisle. Truly. And I know that hurts some of you because you say, well, I know, but if you don't get him saved and he's not going to vote for the right person, listen, God is going to allow whatever he wants to happen, right? And it's not going to always work out in our favor. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's hard because there's situations that arise all the time where you can control the outcome of those situations. We're in a place now where if your guy didn't win and you feel like it was unfair, you, th- you feel like you got to do something else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like losing a game that was rigged. It's like losing money after be- after it was stolen from you. Or, you know, it- it's that same type of feeling. And it's hard as Christians to say, well, we, we do need to, we- I mean, we can't physically just do what we saw. Okay. Right. We can't, we can't charge the capital. Right. I don't, I don't care what happens. There are just some things that you just cannot justify. Yeah. And so, and I'm sure there's conspiracies in that too. The problem is, isn't so much the conspiracies of, well, who really stormed the Capitol? Just like, I want to try to clear this up. Sure, it could have been Antifa. Sure, it could have been some other group. Just like with the Black Lives Matter protest. Sure, it could have been Antifa. Sure, it could have been some other group. But we as human beings know darn well. If we are going to congregate physically around a building that is directly involved in what the tensions are surrounding, then we are allowing ourselves to be guilty by association. Because we know darn well, history tells us that the peaceful protests in the last two years do not end peaceful. And yes, because of Antifa and because of other communist organizations. But why are we sharing the same platform with them? Right. So I get it. We don't want to just, as Christians, become doormats. That's not what we're saying. No, not a. Not There's just got to be a different approach. And sometimes a different approach is taking a step back, gathering your thoughts. I don't know, having a conversation with God, maybe one or two. Right. Right. <laughs> the basis of Christianity. Yep. And maybe, maybe it's stepping back and seeing what God has planned. I think sometimes we don't even allow God to unfold His plan before we act, and it may not be a plan that we like. Yeah. yeah. Newsflash. Right. I'm 30. Majority of my life, I have been a selfish man. Most of God's plans I didn't like over my life, but they were good for me. Yeah. 
and they were perfect for me and they were right for me. And the only times I didn't get what God had planned for me is when I got my own way. And so we're, we're not saying just accept a lie or accept a false falsehood of anything. But what we are saying is stop getting in our own way. Stop getting in your own way. And we have to act as Christians would act. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. But we have, like Kevin said, man, we have, we have put ourselves on the same playing field as sinful people. I've always said this. We're all sinful, first of all. So don't, don't take that the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference in being sinful. And there's a difference in knowing you have a sinful nature that you serve a God who wants to correct it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not concerned about sinful people acting sinful. They don't know any better. Right. I'm concerned, and what breaks my heart more is Christian people knowingly acting sinful. Uh, doesn't break my heart as much. It breaks my heart that there are students out there. I'm a youth pastor. It breaks my heart there are students out there that don't know Jesus. You know what breaks my heart even more? Students that are in the church that think they know Jesus, but they don't. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what breaks my heart is there are people out there in the pandemic tension, the racial injustice tension, the rigged election tension, the vaccine tension. There are people out there that don't know Jesus, and they're going to act accordingly. Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. But there are people out there who do know Jesus, or they think they know Jesus, and yet they're acting as if they don't. And that breaks my heart, because the rest of the world gets to watch the title go, and the fruit don't follow. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yep. I agree with that. And that's something that we I think we have to really be focused on is just are are we being a light? What what are people seeing, you know, from our lives? And so that's super important. So we we just we realize that, you know, this is a big topic, right? This is a topic that, you know, you can't you really is probably not going to get flushed out in, in one show. I mean, you know, we talk a little bit about what we're thinking, what we're seeing, but let's talk a little bit next time about what does God, how does God look at this? And how should we look at navigating this political nightmare that we're in? And so I think that's important. And so let's come back next week and we'll, we'll talk about it. But you can find us everywhere. We appreciate you listening. You know, go to our Facebook page. Let us know what you think about these shows. Uh, we love to hear from you. We love to see the stats behind the scenes of people that are listening. And just want to give a shout out to our people in France that are listening. You guys listen every single yeah. week. I mean, that is pretty <laughs> cool. So if you if, if you are one of our listeners that listen to us in France, shout out to us on Facebook. Comment. Uh, we'd love to interact with you, but we appreciate you for listening and just all it's just so great to see people listening to in all the different states and that and so just excited about it and got some great things coming up this year so hey we love you guys we will see you next week and we'll talk about the rest of this topic next week bless you